welcome back. Thank you for joining us on part two. Amazing to hear how how the spirit is working in your heart and uh, trying to. <laughs> yeah. So you know, our like you said, and I think that's an excellent point of trying to, if I paraphrase, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Yeah. And even even as kids, you know, trying to put yourself in your parents' shoes and what they're going through um, is really that really helped me as a teen. Um, this is why dad is doing what he's doing or uh, the way he is. That's, that's really, really helpful. So maybe we should, you know, transition now. Let's talk about being an adult and, and, you know, it's a different relationship with your parents now that you're on the other side of it. Yeah. You're not a kid anymore. They're not paying all the bills. You know, you have maybe a family of your own or at least your, um, your your role has changed. So I, I think at the point where you're an adult, the mandate from the Bible for absolute obedience is is over. Yeah. Um, you know, you've established your own home, your own, if that's you, you know, then just speaking to our listeners, if you've established yourself, your own home, your own, you know, you, you are an adult, then the need to absolutely obey parents, I don't think is, is in the scripture there. Um, but we still have a lot of responsibility to our parents. The responsibility to the honor is the same. So I think the verses about honor that we talked about earlier, you know, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and you may live uh, long in the land, a long life and long life honor contends continues well after you know 18 or 20 the next thing is that adult children um, are commanded to provide Uh, jesus is talking to the pharisees those are like the top religious leaders of his day they're kind of in charge of the nation of israel's and mark chapter 7 and i'll quote and he said to them you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in an order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If a man sells, tells his father or his mother, whatever you would have gained from me is Corban, that is, given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition, that you have handed down and you do many such things. So Jesus says to these guys, Hey, you say that it's okay to whatever money <clears throat> you had set aside to please, to take care of your parents. If you dedicate that to God, that's okay. But I'm saying to you, that's not God's intention. God's intention of you honoring your parents was to take care of them. Yeah. And then uh, just very uh, grips my heart every time Jesus is hanging on the cross and he says these words um, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby he said to his mother woman behold your son then he said to the disciple behold your mother and from that hour the disciple took her to his own home so here Jesus is hanging on the cross about to die, you know, gone through the most excruciating pain, uh, the worst method of death <clears throat> imaginable, 
And in his last moments, he says, hey, John, take care of my mom because he was the oldest of those children and it was his responsibility. So I think the precedent is really clear from the scriptures that um, when we're an adult, we should honor our parents. And part of that honoring is that we we help take care of them. Yeah. And obviously there are, you know, medical situations that, you know, you can't take care of. Sometimes the only thing you can do is get them to an assisted living facility or, or whatnot. Um, yeah. But uh, it is a child, an adult child's obligation to, in a lot of ways, transition from being the one taken care of to the one that is doing the, Providing the care. taking care yeah. of. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm struggling um, with right now. But even when you were talking about that, I think of a, a close friend of mine. Um, he's our age and his mother is dealing with some very serious mental issues mm. and it's spilling from her life on outward to her husband's, which is his stepfather. Okay. And then on to him and to hear his story is, is, you know, heartbreaking uh, for one uh, confusing for two. Cause a lot of, th- I wouldn't know what I would do in that situation. Yeah. So, cause I can't really help. So the way I can't right. help is by s- talking with him, spending time with him. Yeah. But it is, just i i see my situation and and 100 percent admittedly like i complain about it a lot <laughs> but then a real like a real situation comes along yeah and it's it's eye-opening it's, yeah and then you hear that part about the scripture to where you know he he just said take care of him like he was extremely selfless in that regard that is what's completely confusing to me is because if i were to put myself in my friend's shoes in that specific situation or even just right now, like with mine and, and how I'm trying to be obedient after everything that my family and I went through and to be what I would call like a good son. Yeah. Is that is what I struggle with is, is I see where I was. I could look back. I see forward towards the Bible and what I want to be. Yeah. But between here and there, there's so much what I was trying to describe prepping for the show gray area called life yeah and that is the the beautiful thing of the bible and also an extra beautiful thing of the bible (laughs) is it is it lays the foundation of these stories of what to be but Uh it doesn't give specifics and that's why i say beautiful and even more beautiful is because there is so much gray area there for you to to interpret and learn for your for yourself right and when you read that scripture and you may pull one thing out of it and I pull another thing, that's why I love being friends with you and having you here and having the church is so it can solidify the correct message because I don't know everything and I, and I never, nobody does. Yeah. I never (laughs) will. But instead of hearing or reading one scripture about, you know, being, you know, like if I were to take, I won't, I won't read it, but I have something off here to my left about toxic relationships and say, like I pulled that from the Bible and I'm like, okay, this is what God says. And I go around on my family and I make certain situations, but then I get together with you and the church and all yeah. of, all of you guys are like more advanced and you're like, no, 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 no. Like that's, you kind of took this out of context. That's, yeah. that's what I love about having you and everyone else around me in this right now in, in this life is because when I struggle with those human things, what I mentioned in that gray area, it's like, no, this is what 
my human side wants to be. I just want to be selfish. I want to pull away. I don't want to answer the phone when yeah. my dad calls because I know it's going to be the 34th call about what's the password for Netflix, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like just those small things, yeah. like personally <laughs> drive me up a wall because he always calls at the wrong time. I'm right. dealing with the kids in the car. It's hot. The AC broke. I'm trying to count change to make sure I can pay for the In-N-Out Burger tab. Like my left foot hurts because I kicked the box. Like everything's yeah. adding up. And then he calls. Yeah. And the first five minutes are, hello, can you hear me? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I can hear you. I don't think the phone's working. Hello. <laughs> like, and, and that's yeah. what you just did is how I get through it. I laugh. Like God bless me with a sense of humor. Yeah, I, I laugh. I realize that this situation isn't that severe. Yeah, I'll ask now. Be like, hey, can I'm on my way home? Can it? We're at In and Out Burger. Can we get you something to eat? Oh no, no, thank you. Can Can it wait ten minutes? Cool. Yeah, and then I'll press forward. But yeah. in that moment, if you were to take like my blood pressure or something, <laughs> right, it would probably be through the roof. Just yeah. not even the phone call. Just seeing his name pop up on the phone adds that stress because I know it's going to be something that I don't want. Yeah. But that's the human side. Right. I that's why I'm practicing is because the biblical side would automatically be like, no, your father did this. He needs help. You want to be an honorable son. Yeah. Pick up the phone, go through those situations. Yeah. And that's what I also love about the Bible is it's very clear that it's not going to be easy. Like it doesn't say right. be an honorable son, easy cheat code, <laughs> X, Y, Z, dash, dash, forward, forward up. Right. Yeah. It's like there is no cheat there code no, to life. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. this, everything in here will be difficult, but it's a good, it's a good journey, a great one. So, yeah. So that's excellent. That's, that's really, really good. I think you, you bring up a lot of great points there, but I love how you said that the Bible doesn't give us specifics about everything, but it gives us the answers. Yes. There. Know? So like it's, it, if the Bible were to try to describe every situation possibly imaginable, it'd be such a massive book. No one could ever yeah. even open it, yeah. but that's what God in his wisdom does. He gives us, you know, timeless principles that we can apply, um, in any culture, in any situation. So that is, that is wonderful. And I love how you're, you're trying to change from being, you know, annoyed by <laughs> what's going on to, you know, how can I show love and serve in these situations? <laughs> My dad, for example, I love, <laughs> I love him the death he has. And now I know where I get it from. I'm always like, I buy like this, these yellow notepads from Target. Yeah. And they're laying, oops, I said Target. My bad. I mean, I bought <laughs> them online from, from a different store. Um, They're laying all over the house. And I'm always wondering, I was like, man, I, I it's, it's on in my head it's like i really have to get my organization better right yeah. and then going back to the password example like i i hook something up for my dad i'm like yeah the new password is this and he's writing in a notebook and i'm like is that is that your new password notebook he goes yeah it's my new one and i look off to his right there's like the old one before that <laughs> and the one back from the 90s and i'm like now I know where I get this from. No, no one in this household has just one concise notebook. We all have multiple books of all these things. Nothing ever gets done around here. Yeah. No. <laughs> so when we talk about our adult, you know, that transition can be very difficult because you're thinking about, I used to be the one being taken care yeah. of and now I'm doing the taking care of. So, you know, ways that we as adult children can honor our parents I think you talked about a lot of these already, but 
just spending time with them, you yes. know, they're from a different time period. They're, they grew up different. Life is different, but we can still make that work. And, and I think another thing we can do to honor our parents is include them in our decision making. Yeah. Uh, let them know that we value their opinion, whether it's something as simple as, Hey, where's a good place to eat? Or, you know, something more, um, more complicated, like I'm looking for a new job, you know, those things, even if we don't end up taking their advice, just giving them the opportunity to have a say in our life shows that we honor them, helping them navigate old age, you know, helping them prep for that, being willing to uh, help them slow down if need be, or, or work through the new technology, whatever that is. So all those things. And then I think Focusing on what we can, that we can share together instead of focusing on our differences. Oh, huge. Yes. So there's always going to be, you know, like you have tensions with your parents because you have different likes and dislikes, maybe different standards or um, different uh, abilities. But instead of focusing on what our parents can't do or won't do or where we uh, disagree focusing on what we love and like together. And maybe that's, you know, the children that we have or um, a a sports team or whatnot. Um, And so those ways, I think we can show some honor to, to our, our parents. Here's one big thing that went off when you were reading that. What was number two again, may I ask? Just ask for guidance. Ask for guidance. Also, I think when you, there was something else in there that you said, but basically it's what it came down to or the light bulb went off is um oh when you said helping them transition in the old old age yeah the light bulb went off is that my parents your parents like they're the closest association to someone that has traveled that life thus far yeah and we will be there yeah and that's a light bulb that just went off that because i've been so just you know in my own little world dealing with everything is I love, love the fact that you said that because if we aren't there, how do I put this, co-pilot in their journey onward or at that stage in their life, yeah, who's going to be ours, right? right? And that was so beautiful about what you said was if I'm not here helping them like with the minuscule things, but huge things are like passwords, health, medication, whatever it is, helping them. I love how you put it, helping them on their journey or that transition. When I look back, if I don't, cause my kids are seeing this, right? Yeah. So if I get stuck in a sticky situation, which I most likely will when I'm their age, who will help me? Right. So if my kids are seeing that I'm loving to them and I'm, uh, uh, like the term that I like to pull from the internet, a, a savage servant to my kids and I do everything <laughs> for them and I'm loving yeah. and, high-fiving, cooking, doing all this stuff. Yeah. Then my parents asked me for something, and then I'm everything that we just said I'm not. Right. I'm disobedient. I talk back. The kids see I eye roll, show disrespect, all this stuff. And then who are they going to be obedient to when they're my age? Mm. Their yeah. kids. Right. Who are they going to most likely shun or eye roll yeah. when I'm my parents' age? Right. Me. Right. So that was just huge or huge realization of what you just said is like, I do have these dual roles to play it, even though it's very difficult, but I have to show them 
hopefully, you know, how to be a good parent, mm. but then also be a good son because it's yeah. literally mirrored right there. Yeah. And so I, I love, love that you said that yeah. on this show because that was huge. And it's a hard journey. It's hard for people to get old. Um, you know, no one likes to accept. <laughs> I remember my grandfather passed away two years ago now, I believe, but he was told that he couldn't drive anymore. And um, it was a huge ordeal because, you know, that when you say you can't drive, you're taking away someone's freedom. Yeah. So he ended up going around and talking to a buddy of his and getting a license anyway. And praise the Lord, he didn't kill himself or anyone else. But, you know, then it came to the point where he really did have to give it up in yeah. uh, several years before he passed. But so those major transitions are, are going to be difficult. Yeah. And, um, you know, adults can, older adults can, can kind of transition back to children and their behavior and their, um, their thought processes, but we honor them by providing and, and helping make that transition. No, an, another example of that is, uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time is Bill Burr. He has this, uh, skit on one of his specials from like 2010 uh-huh. to where he talks about, um, I won't say the punchline, but basically he's talking about how he went to his grandma's birthday party and how he's saying that older women are a lot sharper and more there mentally than the men <laughs> and how he goes through this skit about how this elderly gentleman tries to get up. Uh, actually, he ends the special that way. He tries to get up out of his chair uh-huh. and he realizes that the time before was the last time he had the ability to get up out of his chair alone, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So this was from 2010. Yeah. Love the special. Fast forward to two months ago, uh-huh. my dad wanted the kids to help um, pull weeds in the garden out oh, front. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was like, so I saw, first of all, I saw him doing it and I was like, nah, like, you know, we got this, right? Ask, ask for help. That's one thing my dad needs to work on if you ever <laughs> listen to this is a- ask for help, right? Yeah. So... We're out there doing things. Sure enough, his, you know, stubbornness comes out and he's like, well, I I want to help too. And we're like, yeah, we got this, right? Yeah. So he kneels down to, (laughs) I laugh because I I remember his face, but he kneels down to pull some weeds. All of a sudden I see this, I look at my daughter and my son, they were kind of off peripherally. And I just see this like kind of look of shock on their face. So I immediately let, you know, in parent mode, something, something's happening, right? Yeah. So I look over to my dad and long story short, he was on one knee, but he couldn't get up mm. like that. The time before, whenever that was, that was the last time that he was able to get down on one knee or two knees by himself and yeah. get up. Yeah. So I ran over there, helped him. And of course, to, to him being a male, Latin male yeah. of a very different generation, he was, you know, kind of upset, you know shocked going through all his emotions and right very calmly i was just like you know i I got you right like don't worry about it and you know he was saying things this or that and and i'm just like you know i just yeah assured him it's like look man i you can count on me i got you and later on he mentioned he's just like you know thank you know thank you for that yeah but i love how you put that story from his perspective yeah because from your perspective, it's like, I'm trying to help you and you're not being kind. But from yeah. this perspective, it's like, oh, I can't believe I'm at the point where I can't get up off the ground. Yeah. And if that was me for the first time, I would be really shocked and 
you know, that would be really, really tough. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that. That's really good. That was that was the the second time that 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 kind of um, happened. There was a situation before right after we had this uh, back over 10 years ago. It was that's why it's because I was I was kind of prepped for it. Yeah. But going back over 10 years ago, um, the story that I'll tell an, another time, but we just had this huge fight within that same week. Uh-huh. He needed help. No one could take him to the hospital and he needed to go under the, with anesthesia. Uh, so he needed someone there. So he reached out. I was still very upset, hurt about everything. But I was like, OK, so drove him to the hospital, did his procedure. The doctor and nurse comes back and they're like, OK, he's still, you know, coming out of it. Right. He's alert. He's awake. Everything went fine. But he needs help getting dressed. Right. So I went into the little area at Kaiser, wherever he was. It wasn't, you know, room. They just pulled the curtain yeah. over or whatever. And I remember having the realization, like, he was just laying there, like, kind of coming to. But basically, he was completely just, like, out of it. Like, he needed help. Yeah. And like I said, the situation happened. This was only within seven days. And I had to make, like, a judgment call. It's either, okay, I could either be the worst son in the world and not like, of course, help him in this situation, obviously. Right. But never speak to him again. Just he goes his way. I go mine. Right. Or, you know, we can try to work through this. Yeah. And seeing him in such a like weak state, feeble, like he needed someone's help. Yeah. And I was the only one there to provide that. Yeah. That to me really, um, I mean, nothing was perfect, obviously, after that. But in that situation, it helped provide clarity that he's human as well. Going back, we make mistakes. Yeah. He needs me equally or maybe even more than I need him. Fast forward over a decade later to where this happened, you know, outside the house. And it's like I was prepped for it. It's like once again, he's he's on his journey. And, you know, I had a choice to make either. I can go down in history in front of my kids and the God as one of the worst kids ever and just start laughing at him and mocking him. But I didn't have that bone anymore in my body. So ran over there, held him up and assured him calmly that it's going to be okay. And I'm very much glad that one, I made that reaction or had that Mm -hmm. Two, that the kids saw that. So when that happens to me, I have something to yell at them. If they don't help me when I'm his age, I'll be like, look, remember in 2023? Oh, like, but yeah, I was, I was very happy that that I'm just happy in, in life in general and how God is guiding us along because that was a natural progression that didn't happen back to back to back. Like these stories are happening on air. This took like almost two decades from one situation to the next. So mm-hmm. There's a lot of time in between, a lot of growth, a lot of challenges. But I'm very glad that you mentioned that because that helps solidify the direction that I want to go with the Bible. But then also when we leave this recording studio, like as to try to be a more honorable, helpful son. That's awesome. Yeah. So, But before we end, I wanted to ask you, though. So how do you feel like as as a person of of your age and looking at your parents and seeing that they're um how you put it like three thousand miles away and mine are closer than that like what are the things that that 
maybe not that you used to take for granted, but things that you would change if they were all of a sudden to move closer, you guys were to be in the most like proximity, if that makes sense. One of the big things that I regret from my youth is things that were, instead of a lot of times embracing the commonalities that I had with my dad, I would uh, try to distance myself from those. Guilty. And I think, you know, it's natural because as as you grow from a teen to a young man, you want to be your own man. You want to do yeah. your own thing. Uh, but I missed a lot of opportunity to gain a lot of wisdom and to spend like just good time together that I think we both would have enjoyed and grown in. And we have a good relationship now. Um, but so I guess if he, if my parents lived here, I would want to spend, uh, you know, regular time, whether it's just going out to eat together or, um, or serving together at church or uh, finding ways to hang out. That would be, that would be what I would, what I would really want. Yeah. What did, uh, if you could choose, what was your favorite activity now or then with each of them, with your mother and your father? Like, what did you like to do individually with them? Uh, with mom, it'd probably be go out and go shopping or whatever. Nice. She she liked to she likes to shop and look around, and I think we had a good time doing that. Um, with dad, we would go to you know go to games together, or I really enjoyed that hanging out or just um, talking together, singing together. He's a good guitar player, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we would do that. So those those are types of things that I enjoyed that we got to do together. That's awesome. For for me, it would be easily movies. Like yeah. my dad and I were, you you talk about the definition of oil and water. Like <laughs> I don't know. I still haven't figured out if we're too much alike or too different. I I have no clue. But the one yeah. time we always just cut, you know, cut the crap and just bonded was over movies. Okay. Because we either got to, you know, like laugh at something or. Yeah. Or pretend we were in the action together and, yeah, and yeah. bond over that. Uh-huh. And I think we were trying to watch it yesterday, but it was the audio was kind of off. But we were um, the new Indiana Jones movie. Oh, okay. So there was no like better movie than to watch. Than Is Harrison Ford the same age as your dad? I think he's. I think he might be. Yeah, like I think he actually might be. I don't. I forgot, but but yeah. So it's uh, but those those to me, I always um remembered because uh like he would always be watching movies um not always i always watch movies he would watch them very scarce but i always want to know what he was doing yeah so the first two movies i ever remember watching in memory Uh were not good ones they were predator and silence of the lambs but that's because i was watching it from behind the couch where i shouldn't have been so i was peeking over and i was just like what is going on and then so after that when we started watching movies together yeah he still showed me movies I shouldn't have been watching at that age, but at least we started to bond. And when we got into Star Wars, oh, and yeah. then that because I loved uh, Han Solo like so much, I was oh, like, yeah, man, yeah. I love this guy. That led to him showing me Indiana Jones, and then that's when I'd want to run around the house with like a string and a yeah, hat and yeah. pretend I had the whip and stuff. <laughs> so, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that's that's, cool. that's and yeah, we still try to do that um, to this to this day, but. 
with the Star Wars movies, I, I can't even tell if he likes them or nothing anymore, like with the new ones the that new came ones. out. Yeah. yeah. But it's just um, now with, with the technology and everything, they're, they're instantaneous. They're just like right here yeah. in our home. So that's the thing that we try to do is at least once a month with my busy schedule, I'll, or maybe at least like once a quarter, if like a big movie's coming out, I'll be like, oh, hey, yeah. like let's, um, you know, section some time off and, and watch this together. That's cool. Yeah, he gets excited about it. So anything else to close out the show? You know, I think we've talked about a lot of great stuff today. I just want to encourage everyone, like I said last week in regard to parenting, uh, some of the worst parents in the world raised some of the best children. And I think some of the, so whatever you're struggling through, whether it's being a good parent or trying to be a good child to your, uh, honor your parents in the way that God wants you to, God is more than able to make you the person you need to be for your, for your parents. Um, so don't give up. Keep trying. Keep working at it. Ask God to help you. And, and God is more than able to do far and exceeding above anything that we can ask or think. So go with God's blessing and, and be successful in your roles there. All right. Thank you, Ben. Amen. Amen.